When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Three teams have been 15-1 in the history of the National Football League. All right? Give yourselves a round of applause. About to be another one here, too. Five and one Minnesota Vikings (laughs) with an easy schedule ahead. Well, not not kind of the Buffalo Bills, I guess. It's going to be kind of a hard game. But Giants are tough now. That Daniel Jones, Brian Dave, oh boy. The Giants and the Jets, it's just, it's weird, right? Aren't they both four, four is it five? Are the Giants five and one? Giants and the five Jets and are four and two? Giants five and one, yeah. Are they, but like the Jets lot. just went, went into Lambeau Field and got the win. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, I had some relatives at that game. I just texted them. <laughs> Hilarious. The Jets came in. They weren't very happy with that. Uh, anyways, um, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Uh, we're going to get into write that down predictions today. We're going to get into a very interesting version of what are people saying about the Vikings. Uh, real quick, a personal thank you to the entire audience for all of your support with my dad passing away a few days ago. Just countless messages and i think the fact that like one of the coolest things that people say is hey you guys entertain us on a daily basis we've got your backs if something happens in your life or you know you're going through something and so i think not just me i think all of us kind of feel that from the audience and we just really appreciate you guys so um we're back at full strength quote unquote today and uh, ready to make some predictions that are most likely to be wrong in the future so let's fire this thing up here declan most make predictions and then never admit they're wrong. Yeah, that's not Mackie and Judd. This is the place where we just totally own our horrible predictions. Write this down. And eat them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Write that down. It's write that down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Presented by our friends over at TCL. Redefine creativity with the TCL 30V 5G smartphone. Enjoy blazing fast 5G speed and an AI-powered 50-megapixel triple camera system. Football. Mm -hmm. Ultra-realistic and true powered by Next Vision with booming sound from the dual speakers. Learn more at TCL.com. We also have another event. We just had an event. You guys were at Surly Brewing House or Brew House, Brew Hall uh, on Sunday. And then November 6th, I'm going to be in for that one. Nice. So the band will be together on November 6th at Surly for that game against the Commanders, Judd, where we can uh, get into some more of that before I die. 
Uh, yes, and it was a great time. And here's the great thing. Before I, I die, a hit, all right? So, like, fans love it. It is outstanding. But when you're at Surly Brew Hall watching the Vikings game with us, you don't have to stop there. There's Furious. There is L- Logic Bomb. There are all of the uh, tap exclusives there. So, yes, if you want the true Surly experience, like you're, a, you're you know, a before I die uh, person now, but you are like, you know what I want? I want the true Surly experience. It can come at the Brew Hall, as Phil just said, November 6th. Come and join us. And then post game, jump on the mic, ask us some questions, and hopefully we're celebrating another Vikings victory, this time against Taylor Heineke and the Washington Commanders. The Kirk Cousins revenge game. Is this the first time he's going to be? Yes. And we're, look- we're looking ahead past the uh, the reeling Cardinals here, and we'll definitely do that but this, this is the first time he's gone back to washington i think yes i think you're right Pretty sure okay. i believe you're correct all right let me pop this up on the screen here these are uh these are the rules for write that down three vikings or football related predictions from everybody each week they must be quantifiable we keep track of completion percentage and touchdowns and if you want to participate like our guy alex is about to uh, you can just send us a message through the score north app and uh, we'll get you scheduled for some time this season so Let's hold each other accountable here, boys. Let's not be like NFL Network, which steals a segment and then doesn't actually keep track of historical statistics. Okay, if you're going to do it, do it the right way. Right. For God's sakes. Give, yeah, give a little credit to those that came up with it. Mm-hmm. How long should we continue to, to rip NFL Network for what they've done here? We Every get week until they acknowledge us? I think we should have our lawyers send theirs a cease and desist. Yes. Or we're and, gonna steal your song. That's right. Yep. Stop stealing our segments. Now. Stealing our segments now. Stealing our segments now. You guys are losers. Who went into the studio with with the edict? Come up with football music and came up with like perfect football music. Like, like, what is the... I think there is, like, a legit documentary on the NFL this film. This is stuff. perfect music it, it, to it watch football, football. on the- <laughs> Like, I mean, like, this would not be basketball. This would not be hockey. It is just football. Yeah. We need a, we need a song that just kind of sounds like Sunday night football. Can you, can, you, can you drum something up for us? Oh, yeah. I got something. It's crazy. Anyhow, let's start with Judd's accountability session here. You said oh, Greg Joseph it. won't miss a field goal or extra point attempt in Miami. Oh, he missed and a I'm, very I'm key extra point attempt. It looked like it was going to come back and bite them. You know what? I am getting concerned. I would not be adverse to sounding the proverbial alarm right now. He's not having that good a season to me. Dude, I asked the question a few weeks ago, is he good? And people are like, you're overreacting. I don't know, man. He's missed almost all of his 50 yarders. You know He's what? He can't multiple be? extra points. He cannot use the name G Money if he's not going to make extra points. You don't get G Money. You're Greg. No, you're just, <laughs> yeah, you're Greg until you yeah have a few Gregory. When Gregory? can he be G Money again? When he kicks a game oh, winner? God. Yeah, from fifty plus yards. Okay. Chip shot ain't G Money either. Right. <laughs> what about a forty-eight yard game winner? I consider it fifty-two. Okay. Yeah, G Money. All right, you said the Vikings will be exactly 4-2 and two entering their bye week. That, that's what I predicted yep. originally. Yep. That's correct. You said the Eagles will be 6-0. and oh, A couple weeks ago you said this, entering their bye. Nice work. 
If you had you said that at the beginning of the season, that would you, have been a... You guys laughed at me at the time. About the Eagles being 6-0? and Yeah, you're like, I don't think they're going to get past everybody. I'm like, yeah, I think they are. But they were 4-0 going into that. You guys that. mocked pretty me. Sure you, la- pretty sure they were 4-0 when you made yeah. the prediction. You guys laughed at me and mocked... It's fine. Can you actually go back and find the evidence? That yeah. You did. did Some, we really one of you at least... At one of you at least questioned my sanity. Okay. Well. And then I had the vo- – you guys were – I don't know. I, I had the volume down when I was watching the game on Sunday, just dealing with life. We couldn't hear it because because consistently we, we were, you know, trying to talk to people and going inside and out. So I honestly don't know the answer. There was a graphic put up, I want to say, of the two of them, but I have okay. no idea what was said. For the podcast audience, uh, the, the prediction is the telecast will mention the relationship between Kevin O'Connell and Mike McDaniel. So Jax, did, we need to crowdsource this one. Yeah, yeah crowds. We're have to crowd did this it. happen? Couldn't tell you. There was a graphic, That's, but I don't know if that was then brought up as far as the relationship. Guessing if there was a graphic, they probably mentioned it, but we'll we'll crowdsource it. All right. All right. A couple of, couple of big ones here from old Macadac. We'll start with the bad. I said the Vikings defense or special teams will record a touchdown against the Dolphins. I th- I feel like they came close a couple of times in this game. Fair. But ultimately, they did not. Uh, then I gave you this touchdown parlay. The Vikings will win. Thielen scores a touchdown. And the defense will record at least three sacks. I like it. That's good. I mean, that's, that's a, impressive. That's, that's a nine a, round. That's a big play. That's big a deep play. shot. And uh, maybe equally a deep shot, I said at some point this season, over the course of four months, Kirk Cousins will emerge from around, I think, 16th or 15th at the beginning of the year yep. into the Ringer's top yeah. 10 quarterbacks. And we'll get more into this later in the show. But spoiler alert, he's in. With some of the worst stats of his career at this point, so interesting. <laughs> he's in. So a couple of a couple of touchdowns from old Macadac here. Okay, listeners, it's kind of a bad week. Derek had two that came off the board. Derek said Cousins will throw fewer than four picks all season. Yeah. He's got five already. He said Greg Joseph will miss fewer than three kicks. Yeah. Field goals this season. This one should have come off the board earlier. Yeah. Garrett said Daniil Hunter will have a pick six before the bye week. And then Connor had a parlay. He actually got the first leg of this correct, mostly because of a format change by us on the pie chart. But he said Judd will break his record of the longest pie chart of his career this season, which is 15 minutes or more. And because we we do individual pie charts, almost all of our pie charts are like 15-plus minutes. So I did have you at a 17-minute pie chart early in the year. It was great. Again, because we have one featured pie chart. So yeah, it wasn't like you hijacked the whole show. Um, I mean, it would have been okay if I had, because it would have been a great pie chart. Yep, that's fine. But then you said, he said, Judd will hand out a piece of pie to sev- 75% to the quarterback position before the bye week. Yep. He was counting on a loss. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. pie chart of blame where I would just crucify Kirk Cousins. And I, I will yeah. say, yesterday's pie chart did go over the Indeed 15-minute mark because it was a bye week long gated pie chart. Um, so he could have potentially got into there, but no, he did not hand out the second piece of this. So, sorry, Jeff. sorry, Connor, sorry, I should Jeff. say. Connor, yep. Okay, and then Thor, Thor Nystrom from the Before We Die podcast on Purple Daily said the Vikings will cover the three and a half against the Finns. 
All right, over to Declan, leading both categories. You have one thing come off the board. You said the Vikings will hold the Dolphins starting quarterback to a pass rating <laughs> of 95 or below. Skyler had like a 75% pass rating. And then Bridgewater went over 95, yeah. but he was the backup. So. <laughs> so with that, the race is tightening up here. Declan Ooh. still leading both categories, 37.8% completions, 10 touchdowns. I am now just one touchdown behind Declan and two percentage points behind him in completion percentage. Judd at 34% completion, six touchdowns. Listeners at 21% and five touchdowns. Mm. So there you guys have it. The latest statistics from Write That Down. Uh, Let's get our guy Alex in here. He is the guest listener predictor on the show today. Uh, Alex, when did you first become tormented by the Minnesota Vikings? Um, well, I started being tormented that, uh, by them fourth grade, 1998. My, my buddy Eric and I got matching Randy Moss jerseys. And, uh, and my first heartbreak was certainly, I was too young in 98 to even fathom that loss. But uh, 2009 was a, it was a cold, dark drive home. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it was very depressing. Yeah. Um, hopefully they don't give the Vi- uh, Vikings fans something to be depressed about for a generation this season. But they're kind of <laughs> headed down that path. So here's how this is going to work. We're going to go around the room. Normally, we start with the guest listener predictor. Judd has, there's been some steam about something, and we just want to, we want to start with Judd. So we're going to, we're going to shake up the order. It's going to go Judd, Alex, Declan, me, three trips around the room. So Judd, you set this up however you want to. We will talk more about it on Thursday yeah. uh, once we gather some more information as well. But it's worth Write this down. throwing something out now. There's a snowball that started to go down the hill, and it's gaining momentum. And it's gaining momentum, and it's going fairly quickly now. And it's it's out there in the ether. It's being talked about and discussed, but I don't think it's being taken seriously yet, but it should be. Odell Beckham Jr. is targeting a November return from the knee injury he suffered in the Super Bowl. Last year, he signed as a free agent with the Los Angeles Rams. I believe the exact date was November 11th. Odell Beckham Jr. is looking to join a good team, a playoff team. He also is looking to join a team in which he's familiar with systematics and with a coach he likes. Write this down. OBJ will sign with the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, my God. This season. Wow. Wave the flag. Wave OBJ. Oh, oh, hold oh, on. Alex the listeners call for it. There you go. There you go. OBJ. Odell Beckham Jr. Veteran hot route by Alex right there. Whose mother is from Minnesota. So wait, wait, uh, he's so he's kind of one of us? He's got one of us. Well, I mean, I don't know that he's ever... Oh, hold on. Hold Stella. on. I got it. Stella, give me the flag. Stella. Get, get the second flag, Stella. Get the second flag. Put the Nutrisource down for now. Put the Nutrisource down and give me the second flag. All right. Wow. So... Yeah, I mean, the pieces kind of add up here a little bit, right? They have an open roster spot. They just mm-hmm. say goodbye to a wide receiver. Yes. Um, I also think, like, from what we've seen, and, and this does not mean this guy is not contributing, okay? So so hear me closely here. I don't think Thielen is as spry as they thought he might be. Because, I, I mean, he's got miles, and he's still very good in the red zone. But, like, as far as a real – I think they want a threat to complement Jefferson, who's taken seriously and is a pain in the ass. I also think that we need to keep in mind that Irv Smith Jr., who also caught a touchdown last week, isn't the threat that they thought he might be. So what would be better than to have um, Justin Jefferson paired with a guy who is perceived 
as a real threat, not just in certain areas of the field. Because now, now, I don't know now teams have to pick their poison exactly. Like, I think that they are saying, we are going to double Justin Jefferson. And, And we respect the rest of your passing game, but we don't fear it. They want to create fear. In terms of reasons why, I mean, OBJ is going to have options. I would, I would assume the Packers would be interested in OBJ. But do you want right? to sign with the Packers right now if you're him? Like he's looking to join a winner and yeah. plus a controlled environment team. I mean, don't forget Brett Favre. One, one of the reasons why this team was on his list was as bad a stadium as it was. The Metrodome was a controlled environment. Yeah, you don't want to have to play, you know, December, January games at Lambeau if you have a choice. And the Vikings are two games up and a tiebreaker up on the Packers right now. Not to mention, OBJ loves Justin Jefferson, right? They've got the college connection. LS, yep, and they're they go to college together, but the LSU guys. Yep, and um, and Kevin O'Connell, I would assume they have a great relationship yep. from, from Los Angeles last year. Yep. I would be highly curious to see the Kirk Cousins OBJ dynamic. <laughs> but the fact that they're getting Kirk to, like, wear these $50,000 yes. diamond chains. And, like, Kirk is, like... Kirk's kind of being celebrated by this team. Mm-hmm. So now at some point, could someone get frustrated with him? OBJ, could could OBJ clap him for missing him wide open on a on a route or something? I don't know. That dynamic of personalities could be interesting, but there's some good infrastructure here that makes sense. But the sense. elixir is O'Connell, though. Like, I think O'Connell can deflect from Kirk. Where, where Kirk didn't have a person to deflect from him previously, and, and if O'Connell tells OBJ, look, here's what we're doing. Here's what we're going. It doesn't mean that Kirk is going to be perfect, but I think it buys Kirk a little bit of grace then. I, I mean, this just makes, for the rest of 2022, this makes a lot of sense to plug him in. I love it. We'll do it. We'll, Doogie's going to do some digging on this, too. We'll, we'll do a little bit more conversation on this in the this next day or two. So, all right, Alex, your first prediction. All right. Well, not to pour the cold water on the Kirk stuff, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a rough day for Kirk from old Alex over here. So um, I feel like I see Alex in my Twitter mentions, just like fending off cousins crusaders from time yeah. to time. It's the one dude with the sword, and then the onslaught is coming. <laughs> um, Snow. That's, Al- that's yeah, right. John Snow. Yeah. So uh, so when I see the Kirk stands on Twitter, they come out hot with the tweets. You guys say Kirk never makes clutch throws. Well, stick this in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, it's like a tweet. It's like a highlight every, like, 12 to 13 games, like one throw. And, like, the best quarterbacks in the league, now obviously the last one was J.J. to Lattimore, um, the big play there. Before that, it was Thielen um, in the NFC uh, wildcard game. Um, but b- these big-time quarterbacks, they make these throws weekly. We see it with Mahomes and Allen. and um, So the guys that make that franchise money do this on a consistent basis, not once a season. Um, and Kirk does just enough for these guys to to have these small catalog of plays to bank on and just enough for the Wolves to keep bringing him back. So write this down. The Vikings will make the playoffs. They will not advance past the divisional round. And Kirk will be the starter next year, continuing our string of mediocrity. So it's kind of kind of Groundhog Day a little bit yeah. here is what Alex is, you like that? You like that? is predicting. Uh, I mean, they're they're very much on track for playoffs. They're very much on track for a, a home game in the playoffs at this point. So there's some things that set up for them, but I don't know that they're on track to like to beat a good team if they have to go back to Philadelphia at some point or if they have to go play at San Francisco in the playoffs. Those are the games that ultimately if you can't win those games, then 
what are you doing? And he ha- that's the thing. He has not really proven that he can go tough defense, road, standalone game, right? And there's only a couple regular season games like that left, maybe Buffalo and maybe at Green Bay later in the year. So they don't. it's not like they get five of those tests to kind of find out more. We might have to find out in the playoffs, unfortunately. So, anyhow. All right. Write it down. You like writing things down. Declan. All right, speaking of that Bills matchup, write this down. Both the Vikings and Bills will be 7-1 and one when they match up in Week 10. That, can, can they flex games by then? I think yeah, they can. So, might, so I looked, like at, a late afternoon. Flex started I looked at this. Year. So it's a Bay Area Sunday night football game. It's Chargers and Niners. And they could move. That's a good one. You know, I don't think they'll flex out a Bay Area game. And that's and in general, that's a, still a decent draw. And then I think this, the other like game of the week is Packers-Cowboys. And there's no way in hell they'll flex that out just because of those two teams' names. Yeah. I don't think they would. It, um, so I don't think they'll That's a Fox game, flexed. right? Yeah, I think so. There's the a Bills, chance though. the Fox protected it, though, because it's the Bills. Because Fox d- does not get a ton of Bills games. Mm. Uh, what, the reason why, because I think you can flex really quickly now. They, they changed that rule a couple of years ago. And the Chiefs' Bills didn't get flexed. And it didn't get flexed because it got protected. So I think you get four. I think each network gets something like four protected games. And I'm guessing Fox w- would protect Bills' games because Bills' games right now are probably pretty important or big. Yeah. You know who I think is going to flex after the bye? Write it down. You like writing things down. Oh, Kirky boy. Mm. I think Kirk Cousins, write this down, will have his first three-touchdown, no-interception game of the season against the Cardinals. Noon game, struggling Cardinals team, coming out of a bye, Cardinals on the verge of maybe firing a coach, Declan's telling us the new Call of Duty comes out the week before, so Kyler Murray's going to be disengaged. You're just going to have, like, the full run from noon to three to just— Unitas did the same thing. I remember when <laughs> when Cod would come out, when the Colts were about to play a big game, and Unitas every time was not prepared. I think Atari was out late in Unitas' career, and I heard that he was a big Frogger guy. <laughs> and Namath? Frogger. You couldn't find him when Cod came out. Oh, God. Can you imagine? I heard Joe Namath right now is a big gamer. I don't know if you guys knew. He's got a Twitch channel. <laughs> You should check it out. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. Uh, we're back to – actually, let's, let's, let's shuffle back to the yeah, original back, order yeah. here. Go back to Alex here for your second prediction. All right. All right. Well, sorry, Kirk. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I really care about how quarterbacks perform against good teams. This is fine. This is good. We should beat these bad teams. And I really, like Judd said, I don't care about his stats if we're beating the bad teams. That's fine. But you have to beat good teams – to make it to and win a Super Bowl, and that's kind of the goal of this whole show. You know, I, by the way, I am VP of rejecting mediocrity marketing division uh, before I dynasty is is the goal to get to there. Um, so Kirk beating bad teams is fine, but it's not new. Kirk as quarterback of the Vikings is thirty three eight and one against teams that don't make the playoffs, and they're five and twenty three against playoff teams. One hundred and ten pass rating versus a ninety two pass rating playoffs non playoffs. Uh, average yards per attempt or adjusted yards per attempt, 8.9 against non-playoff teams, drops two yards all the way to seven against Well, but football's teams. a team game. It's a team game. Yeah, though. well, I guess we'll just throw it in and, you know, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes didn't have to score 45 this points. This is great research, dude. And the biggest one, against non-playoff teams, he has a 5-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio. Against playoff teams, it's 2-to-1. Yeah. So looking ahead at the schedule, write this down. The Vikings will lose at least two of the three games against New England, Buffalo, and Dallas, which will call into question how good this team really is. Yeah, I mean, 
these are the games. You, you're yeah. and, and people might say, well, New England. I mean, but New England, in terms of a chess match against a coach yeah. and defense, that's still a game that would be a pelt on your wall if you if you could win it. And it's a, it's a standalone game, which yep. does matter for short Kirk. week preparation All eyes becomes on key. Kirk. Thanksgiving night, yeah, on NBC. I can't wait. My favorite holidays. Coming up, up next, tryptophan trips up Kirk Cousins and the Vikings because he <laughs> ate too much turkey in the morning. <laughs> I'm t- I've told you guys this before, but that song is just constantly stuck in my head. Even in, like, June, I'll just be, like, walking upstairs to go get some breakfast and just bum, 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 bum. Go heat up some oatmeal. <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Jeb, what's your second prediction? All right, my second prediction uh, stays on the theme of the Vikings making moves within the next few weeks that uh, help a team that I think they would probably admit they're a little bit surprised at 5-1. and one. I think they probably thought, you know, 4-2 and two or something. But anyway, write this down. The Vikings will make a trade that brings them back a player that will be on their roster before the trade deadline, which is November 1st. Okay. I, I don't know if it's if they try and get a tight end. I, I They still need, I think, depth at defensive tackle. Like, I would like to see them get at least one more guy as a rotational guy. So, again, it doesn't need to, to be a name that jumps off the page at fans, but just some competent backup depth there with a player that you feel comfortable uh, behind Harrison Phillips and Dalvin Tomlinson. So, Dex, they'll make a trade for a player that will be on their roster uh, before the deadline on November 1st. Okay. Write him down. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. All right, Dex, your second. All right, my second prediction. So the Vikings have not been going forward on fourth down a lot. Only four fourth down attempts, which is a little surprising because I thought Kevin O'Connell would be a little bit more aggressive. But, you know, there's some... So clearly working for the Vikings, they're five and ones. So he doesn't have to necessarily be aggressive all the time. But write this down. The Vikings will convert at least two fourth downs against the Cardinals when they return from the bye. So they will convert at least two fourth down attempts against the Cardinals when they return from the bye. Let's get it. Yeah. There might be a little bit of Greg Joseph yeah. G money mistrust in there too that has to be accounted for. Write this down. Okay, write this down. I think this is a touchdown because of the timing here. It's early in the season, and I'm doing it two games out for this team. But the Vikings are going to be the team that gets Cliff Kingsbury fired. Okay. <laughs> so the Cardinals are 2-4 and four right now. And I think, ah, so they're, let's see here. They do play this upcoming week against the Saints. It's a home game against the Tomorrow, Saints. I believe. Thursday night football. It's a, yeah, you're right. It's a Thursday night game. Well, if they lose that game, I'd fire them now, right? They could. The, that's it, the thing on Friday, and then use the time well, to prep. If he uses this prediction, that's fine. But if they, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I, you're the, you're probably right on the timing of it that it probably makes more sense to do it. But but let's say that they don't, and then they give him the week and a half, and say, right, you got a week and a half. If you don't beat the Vikings, you're screwed. I think the Vikings right. are going to be the team that gets okay. Cliff Kingsbury fired. Right. So uh, it's according, going to happen at some point. According to bookies.com right now, Kingsbury is minus one ten to be the first coach fired. Who's next? Season. Nathaniel Hackett at plus three hundred. You got to get rid of that guy, right? Well, he yes. can't coach. That guy he is can't a, be a head a coach. Total clown show. Oh, he, he, he can't be a head coach. Absolute fraud. Yep. Yeah. Sean Payton is sitting over there. You got to give that guy ten million dollars a year. I looked up to Nathaniel Hackett's contract. So I don't know how some of these guys negotiate. Matt Rule got like 
$60 million or something absurd to come from Kyle. He's getting paid $40 million to go away. And I think Nathaniel Hackett makes like $4 million a year on like a four-year deal. So just eat it. You can you can just get rid of him and only have to eat like twelve million dollars, and then just give Sean Payton ten million dollars a year to work with Russell Wilson, right? The curveball on Sean Payton though is is because he stepped down. The Saints still own his rights. That's so true. You'd have to trade. The Broncos for him. would would have to send a draft pick. And if I'm the Bron- or if, if I'm the you're Saints, I'm like, how about a first round pick for Sean Payton? He's very valuable. To well, you. if you're the Broncos, you pretty much like. You, you have you. I got a Broncos Russell Wilson under contract for a quarter billion dollars. I got a Broncos prediction coming up. Okay, okay. That's Write right. this down. All right, I think we're back to uh, Alex. Your third and final prediction here. Yeah, yeah, and I know a lot of people are going to say like, "You're such a Kirk hater." I'm not. I really, I don't care about some kid in Joe in New Jersey talking about Vikings fans either. Like, I don't personally love Kirk, but like, he's got a pretty decent arm, and he's got he does make some awesome touch passes. Um, you know, and I even came on this show once and said that the Vikings would beat the Chiefs in a Super Bowl with Kirk at the helm. I, I want him to be good, but you know what? It's it hasn't been good enough. I firmly believe he doesn't have what it takes to elevate those around him. And if you're going to make 15 percent of the team's cap hit this year and a projected 16.5 percent next year, you need to elevate those uh, players around you. You're not going to have a perfect right guard. You're not going to have a perfect cornerback room. Um, so write this down. This is a bit of a long term play, but Kirk Cousins will never play in an NFC or AFC championship game. Oh, in his wow. career. Yeah, in his career. So this might take a while. Um, but This yeah. is one of those that could be on the board for, like, if he's a yeah, backup he's like, at age 39 or something, you know. Yep. Yeah, I he'll like be it. on, like, the bench for a Josh Allen team that makes the AFC championship. Oh, wow. So, and I'll lose this one. This is great. Or he comes in. Yeah. Okay, what if he comes in for the kneel down? Oh, there's the technicalities here are so juicy. This is great. You know, Josh Allen's place, over though. celebrating. He's it got com- the Gatorade, and like Kirk, Kirk you know get out there and just do the kneel down. The prediction Kirk's teeth comes are from grinding. He's like, "Don't <laughs> drop the ball." <laughs> Where's the trophy? Amazing. Uh, all right, Alex. Great stuff here. I promise that Alex was not a surrogate yeah. planted <laughs> by uh, by me or us as the Kirk haters. Alex is his own man. But since you've got this life changing platform here on Purple Daily, is there anyone you'd like to thank that brought you to this pinnacle moment? Yeah, well, um, you know, I don't want to na- I don't want to name names here on uh, people that that brought me down this road, but you know, I, I just appreciate the show. I, I I've been a, a big Score North and fifteen hundred listener for a long time. I actually live in Wisconsin, uh, in Kenosha, so I I don't I wasn't able to like call in a lot, uh, but you know, Timberwolves Garage Sale, Rami Collar Cronin, all the all the, the the people that have been on the show, and and Judd has been my sports uncle. This is where I get my my negativity and rebuild it, tear it down, fire him. Uh, so um, so I, I'm here to pour water on the purple positivity and tune in uh, to vent line. When these, when these guys that are just, what happened? It's like, dude, I've been telling you, I've been telling you, tear it down, draft a quarterback, build around him. So that's, uh, that's what I've got. Thanks you guys for, for, for having me on. And uh, you know, before we die, baby, let's, let's win one. All right. Alex, great, great stuff, man. Thanks for coming on. Judd actually has a new book out. It's called How to Win Friends and Influence People to Be Negative. That's not true. Just to be realistic. To be cynical. Just to be realistic. To panic. Got to be realistic. How to Win Friends and Influence People to Panic. I've been very careful not to rain on the parade of a 5-1 and team that so far has been, has certainly far from perfection, but has been fun to watch. Yes. 
It's okay. It's the games okay aren't not... fun, but the t- but it's fun to watch them win games. I think, like you know, we talked about this on Mackie and Judd. We'll get to our final predictions here in a second. But the math and the some of the analytics tell you that this team is a little smoke and mirrors. That they're they're like their opponents are gaining a lot more yards per play than the Vikings. But I think there's room to say, yeah, this is not clicking yet, really. But right. there's also some great traits that they are exhibiting. It's not just luck that they're winning some of these games. You know, they're they're doing things to win games late that maybe they otherwise wouldn't. And I think those are great traits you need, too, to go far in the NFL. It feels like the head coach is doing a really good job, and to me that's incredibly important in his first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's get to the uh, final three predictions here, Judd. All right, I promised a Broncos prediction, and now I'm going to deliver, and it's going to be a Broncos prediction very much tied into a former Vikings employee. That's right. Uh, the Broncos hired the wrong coach. He can't, like, he might be a good coordinator. He might be a great position coach, but he cannot manage a game. Uh, the Broncos are under new ownership. So, so like, they're going to come in and be, like, looking through things and seeing who did what and blah, blah, blah. So write this down. The Broncos will fire general manager George Payton oh. before next season. George Payton will pay for this. The Hackett uh, hire isn't bad. It's awful. It's, it's a one of the wreck. worst hires in recent NFL history, right? Like, it's... you hired a guy. You know, we can complain about Zim in retrospect all we want. But first of all, he had a really good run. Second of all, he came in and did a really good job. Like, he turned around a defense that was atrocious, uh, which was his specialty. Um, and Rick Spielman did not make a bad hire. Now, combining... The oil and water of Cousins and Zimmer was probably a big mistake, but that came well into Rick's tenure. Uh, George Payton hired mm. a just atrocious coach. Is there He'll any way that people are just, you know, it's 2022 instant gratification that we're all just overreacting to the first two months and that <laughs> they just need time to click? Because I, I want to leave room for that. Can't, but my you- instinct says the guy is just, even like the first week of the season when he made that weird field goal decision with the Correct. He can't run a game. He can't run a game and clearly they haven't schemed some of these routes that are being run, there's nothing underneath. Like Russell Wilson drops back and he's yeah. been bad too, but right. he drops back and there's just a bunch of covered receivers and can't they have a, a couple of decent receivers on that team. Oh, yeah. It's not like the Bears receiving core, so it's just weird. And they brought in a veteran coach then in season to help him. Like, like I mean, O'Connell had all of his ducks in a row immediately. Like, yes. he hired a clock coach. I mean, he's a young, smart dude, but he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Got to have my, my guy for situational and clock, right? Yeah, major and so all, bullet dodged. And so all of those things were smart. I mean, this guy has – this guy is clearly – he is, I think, from the Packer tree, he is a bad Ben McAdoo. And Ben McAdoo, who looked like a gym teacher, wasn't good. I think Hackett should grow a mustache, you know, just to divert some of the attention off of his bad coaching. It just oh. it doesn't. It's not working. All right, Dex, what is your third and final prediction here today? Write this down. I'll bring back the uh, little primetime parlay action that I like to do on previous editions. So I'll say this. The Cardinals win. They'll beat the Saints on Thursday Night Football. The Dolphins will win. They will beat the Steelers. And the Patriots will win on Monday Night Football against the Bears. So, primetime parlay, the Cardinals win, the Dolphins win, the Patriots win, all their respective primetime games. Write it down. Okay. Write this down. All right, and then uh, the final one here for me, write this down. So right now, there are only four quarterbacks in the league with passer ratings over 100. And this is among qualified quarterbacks that have mm-hmm. played enough to be ranked. So only four. Last year, we had eight. 
So write this down. We are going to have an offensive bounce back. By the end of the year, at least seven quarterbacks will finish with a passer rating of 100 or better. I don't think we've gone into like the dead ball era of football here. I don't, I don't know why offense is just atrocious across the board. You know, In baseball, you can explain it. Every pitcher throws 100 with movement now, and it's hard to hit. In the NFL, it's not like defenses have gotten faster than last year or something. So at some point, offenses are going to catch up. I think it's timings off because, and I think it's smart, but when you do not play a game until week one, like like nobody's doing, like you, you can work in practice all you want, right? Yeah. But I think the complete lack of exhibition game play, which I applaud, I, I wouldn't play my starters though, I think it takes a month and a half ramp up. Yeah, and we'll start okay. to see now that 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 teams that good teams start to gel. Yep, we're kind of right at that uh, that's that six week point right now. So, all right, there you go. Those are your write it down. You like writing things. Write down. that down. Predictions only show in America to actually put statistics next to our predictions. Before we get to a really interesting, what are people saying about the Vikings? Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins related. Uh, let's shout out our friends over at Prize Picks here. An easy way to play daily fantasy. So here's how it works. You pick between two and five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And they offer every major sport, and you can cross-pollinate. You can run mixed sport entries. You can take you can take an over on Carl Anthony Towns and then take an under on uh, or, or take an over on Mark andre Fleury or something. You know, over nine, was, over nine goal. I don't know what the over called for. <laughs> well, he's terrible. Yeah, he he's is. 90 years old. Uh, easy way to play Daily Fantasy, Price Picks mobile app and PricePicks.com. Use the promo code NORTH and Price Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Promo code NORTH on Price Picks. Uh, all right, Livia. I heard oh, there yeah. was a Livia chant Livia. at the watch party on Sunday. Let's just say that, yes, I uh, I started the, the chant, but then the PD family is so great, right? They picked it right up, and we were chanting because I had someone come up to me at the event at Surly on Sunday talking some football, and she said, you know what? Because of you, I joined and lost 30 pounds. The success stories that we have seen on Twitter, in person, emails has been awesome because this program works, and and right now, if you join, you'll receive the first eight weeks for free, and with a new Flex program, let you enjoy the foods you love, which means fruit, pasta, even bread. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, Livia.com. It's weight control, so it's not a diet, it's not a fad. It is weight control that helped me drop 40 pounds, and most importantly, it helps you then keep the weight off. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com is your ticket to dropping those pounds. And a shout out to our friends over at Federated, Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Been around for over 100 years, helping business owners maximize their level of success through risk management tools and resources. It's like getting your offense clicking at a higher level because your offensive line is performing well. Federated is your offensive line thwarting off risks on the horizon. Find out how they do it. Find out what businesses they work with or industries at federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours. What are people saying about the Vikings? We go to the ringer.com updated quarterback rankings here, boys. This is fascinating. I'm just going to go through the top 10 here. Josh Allen is the number one quarterback. And it's funny because Josh Allen is the first time he's been ranked number one. He was fifth to start the season. I don't know what the ringer was thinking, putting Josh Allen fifth. Just an ultimately like weird first guess ranking. Mm -hmm. 
And then uh, they got Patrick Mahomes, number two, followed by Justin Herbert, up to three. With a bunch of injuries, he's still been performing at a high level. Lamar Jackson, four. Tom Brady, five. Aaron Rodgers, six. Dak Prescott, still seven. Just sitting there. Uh, Joe Burrow, eight. Yep. Trevor Lawrence, up to nine. They laughed. 14th or 15th. They laughed at McAdack. They all they laughed mocked him. The they haters did. mocked you. Yes, they did. That's okay. They mocked me for Joe Burrow the year before, too, putting him in the top 10. How can you put him in the top 10? A pariah. You were a pariah. And number 10, the 10th best quarterback in the NFL, according to the ringer. You like that? Hold on. You like that? Up from 13th last week. Kirk Cousins! Kirk Cousins! Kirk Cousins! I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. He made it. I knew it was coming. Good job, Stella. She had the flag ready. She knows her there's, job. There's no write-up here. They just have the write-ups from the beginning of the season. But he started 15th. He was 15th in week four, up to 13th, and then 13th, and now he's 10th. Kirk Cousins adding more bling around his neck every single week with his little tucked-in white T-shirt on wow. the team plane. Dad. Um, I guess my first question to you guys is, <laughs> is Kirk Cousins now one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL? Well, okay, so here's the difficult part. Like, if you parse through this right now, like, statistically, no, obviously not. So, like, if you just went through raw stats. But if we're going through wins and losses and we're going through the teams and and where things stand, um, he very well might be. I, I would say this. Is Dak Prescott seven? I mean, does Dak Prescott belong at it's seven? Hard, it's hard to know because he's barely played. Right, right? he's barely played. Um, well, here are the guys behind Kirk. Yeah. Would you fight for any of these right. to be above Kirk? Matthew Stafford. I think, yes. Matthew, maybe to this point in the season. Right. I wouldn't right now, but yes. Like, if we were t- talking career, yes, I would. Kyler Murray is 12th. Not right now. I love what he can do when he's great. But his yeah. his body of work the last few years is better than Kirk's. Right. But but he's having a weird season here too. Jalen Hurts, I, I really like what Jalen Hurts has turned into. He's yeah, I would fight for on that one. list. Yeah, that, I, uh, yeah, that's too low. That's too low. Geno Smith is having Hell an yeah. incredible season. He's fourteenth. I don't know that I'm ready to bump him into the top ten quite Agreed. yet. Jalen uh, Hurts, yes. Russell Wilson. Nope. No. Has put together a Hall of Fame resume up to this year, but this season he's been a train wreck. If we're talking 2022, I would drop him. I think he started to as high as sixth on that preseason yeah. list, and he has fallen. Derek Carr is 16th. They aren't. Yeah, they aren't I great. mean, this year hasn't been that good for them at all. Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Tua, Jameis round out the top 20. Jalen Hurts I'd fight for. Jalen Hurts should be top 10. Um and Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, should be above Kirk right now. Yeah. But beyond that, I would not fight for anyone on that list to be above Kirk. So it's almost just kind of by default, you know, because he has had, maybe we can dive more into this in the state of the offense tomorrow, but he's having the worst season of his career. Yeah. Statistically. Now he does have three, he's put it together at the end of games, those three fourth quarter comebacks, like two in particular where, the big throw to K.J. Osborne, 
So he's come alive in some high leverage moments, which is exactly what you want from him, that, hey, regardless of what happens, win anyways at the end. And he has exhibited that a couple times. But, you know, this is the it's the worst passer rating of his career, the worst QBR of his career, the lowest yards per attempt of his career. And he's been statistically atrocious on third down this season. That's really interesting. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, his overall numbers are bad, but he's great. You know, third down, it's not even really he's he's just having a bad season by his standards. Right. Statistically. And he's come alive in some key moments. It's not like he's doing nothing positive. I'm not saying he's been like a train wreck, but But the Dolphins game offensively was not good. Yeah. And he struggles against pressure, which is, you know, a continuation of his whole career. So I guess it's it's just kind of funny to me that he's not having a good season. And yet, in the eyes of at least one publication, The Ringer, he has jumped into the top 10 from 15th to start the season of all starting quarterbacks. And maybe, again, some of it's as bad of a year as Kirk has had relative to his standards. Russell Wilson has had a huge right. drop-off, and Stafford hasn't been as good, right? And, Wilson, and, and, and Russ is hurt. I get that. But, you know, let's, let's uh, tie in the common thing here, which is also coaching. Like, Kevin O'Connell is doing a great job with Kirk. Do I think that Kevin O'Connell is getting exactly what, what he desires or wants from Kirk? No, I don't. But he's done a great job of saying, okay, you know what? I'm learning on the go what you can and can't do. Um, it's not exactly what I, I envisioned probably. But, like, if, if you look at what Hackett is doing in Denver, okay, which is just atrocious, mm-hmm. and Russ is failing, and then you look at what Kirk is doing here, um, Kevin O'Connell has done, to me, an incredibly impressive job. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird because, like, on one hand, Kevin O'Connell has done an impressive job getting the team to five and one, mm-hmm. but Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins have combined for some of the worst statistics and performance of Kirk's career so far. Correct. So, but I, but don't get me wrong. I'll take the team success all day over like Kirk having better numbers. But which what did has we been always inverse his whole career? But how long have we said on this show the statistics quit with the statistics? Because that's what mm-hmm. the, the Crusaders would always come with. Well, look at the stats. Not his fault. Look at the stats. Now the stats are down, and I'm telling the Crusaders. This is far superior to to when Kirk was putting up a lot of times, you know, two touchdowns down, garbage time, impressive stats against prevent defenses. Yeah, I want to know what's predictive here. Like, I don't, I don't think they can continue to win games at this level if he doesn't start to play better overall. But they've bought themselves cushion now through the bye week. The fact that you're five and one and you still haven't clicked yet is yep. such great cushion for the Vikings. Let's just say that his statistics continue across the board to be similar to to what he did in the first six games, though. When you look through the schedule, how many teams do you think he can still beat? Because, like, the Cardinals, to me— Half of them, for sure. Yeah. yeah, Is a yes. Like, unless the defense just gives Kyler a free reign. um, You know, if Kirk plays like Kirk has been playing, I think he beat the Cardinals. I think he can still beat the Commanders now. Commanders are a mess. Lions. Lions, absolutely. Yeah. So like Dallas is tough. One of I think the New York the pa- teams, yeah. yeah, and the Patriots. I think are going to be like I think the Patriots are not a a traditional team because short week. It's going to be hard to prepare, per- perhaps. But I think the the majority of the games that you are looking at that there's a lot of still there's a lot of wins um, that are in there with Kirk playing like Kirk is playing. Yeah, but there is, he's one of the ten best quarterbacks in 
this weird NFL season so far, according to The Ringer, and that's what people are saying about the Vikings. Uh, people are saying a lot of good things about Nutrisource, too. You know, Maya was good this morning. Maya knew that it's been kind of a, you know, mom and dad got home last night pretty late. It's been a rough kind of life-changing week, and so she slept in till 6.15 after getting us up an hour earlier last week. Yep. But then once the chicken and rice Nutrisource gets scooped into her bowl, she turns into a rabid wolverine because she loves it so much. And I'm glad she's been good because Stella, Stella's friend Ryder came over yesterday, and she's gotten very uh, possessive of, of our house, and so she gets very mad. So she separates herself from her friend right there. She looks so sweet. Well, she's not. She goes in <laughs> the bedroom, and she hides away. But you know what the one thing that gets... Ryder and Stella side by side. Yeah, you got it. The Nutrisource. They both get, get up. Ryder loves to sleep in, not when he's here. He gets up and they both enjoy enjoy breakfast. And then, as you can see right there with the training rewards treats, they both love those. So Stella might be a <clears throat> hard dog to deal with at times, but when you say it's Nutrisource time, she comes right out and stands by her friend, and they eat side by side. It's a beautiful thing. Another great Minnesota company here, but you can find Nutrisource Pet Foods online at NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a retailer near you, the official dog food of Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. So, all right, tomorrow we will break down the state of the Vikings offense. We will have a random Viking of the week. And, again, thanks to all of you for just your support with the, the last few days that I have gone through Looking forward to seeing a lot of you at Surly on November 6th. So mark your calendars. See you guys tomorrow.